0: friends and welcome to the things that I love podcast. Um this is episode number two um and it I feel like this is kind of like the first episode even though it's a second one just because I will be talking to you today more about um wedding planning and how that's going for me. So things that I love. Um, Episode two is a wedding stuff okay so uh i think i might have mentioned either in my trailer or intro that um i am engaged to be married this year i know it's crazy uh with everything going on uh 2020 has been quite a year uh we have had a global pandemic uh we have the almost probably the largest race issue uh, dilemma in the United States. And then David obviously um, just came back from deployment about exactly two weeks ago. So I thought this would be a good way to kind of um, introduce you to myself in a more intimate way or slightly more intimate way and share with you some of the things that i have been loving uh when it comes to planning our big day okay so i'm gonna begin with uh you know just telling you a little bit about how my fiance and i met so uh david he is um an officer in the navy and we have been together for two going on two and a half years now uh we met here in Washington DC which is where we both live and um I just moved here from Knoxville Tennessee so I think I met David literally maybe six ish or seven months after I moved to DC uh and we were dating for maybe four or five months Before um, he like officially asked me to be um, his girlfriend, which was really cute. So I was living in D.C. and then we um, I had to go back to Knoxville to uh, help one of my Professors. I used to basically watch her house when um, she and her family would uh, go abroad over the summers. And so I had moved from Knoxville and she had sent me an email and asked if I would uh, consider, or like if I knew anyone in Knoxville who could watch. Uh, the cat and, and the house because I'd always done it for like twice. I did it for her and my the girl I was living with at the time here in D.C. I mean she was like now actually I remember my professor asked if I would would mind keeping the cat. So she was like, okay, I know you can't come watch the house, but can you keep kind of bring the cat to you? because you know she knows me and stuff and I was like well um let me talk to the girl I'm living with and she said no I really don't want to have a cat in my house but she was like I mean if you want to go to Knoxville for like a couple of months and you know you just have to pay like utilities here that's fine and I was like okay I guess I'm going back to Tennessee for a little bit uh so I david and i just started dating we hadn't really defined anything as far as exclusivity and then i was like we're like on our date in georgetown we'd like we loved going to georgetown for like dates and stuff because it's a cute little part of the city and i was like i'm going to knoxville for like eight weeks and he's like what like come on i just like met you (laughs) and i was like i know i need to go watch my professor's cat or house it's just like what it's like yeah and he's like i i guess i'm coming to visit in knoxville (laughs) um and so yeah i went to knoxville and he came to visit me after maybe three weeks yeah and he kind of he he was there he came and we just had fun um you know spent some time around the city uh introduced him to a couple of my really really good friends we had um, dinner and so <laughs> I it was really important you know for my friend and her husband to meet him because she's known me a long time and I think that uh, she would have really good input for me um, if there were any red flags or anything and I mean she loved him she was like yeah no this is no no concerns there uh, and then we He was I think he was in Knoxville for like a weekend and then right before he left he like officially asked me to be his girlfriend. So I was like, okay. And then we continued to date. Um and I think it was maybe just under a year that he then um proposed to me. So we had gone to um my sister was actually getting married in um Kenya, that's where I'm from originally. So we uh, david was happy to be my guest which was really sweet and we decided to make a trip out of it so we stopped in switzerland for maybe almost a week and then we went to kenya um and when we got back i guess he had been planning everything so this is about towards the end of december and we had like a late Christmas as a couple just because we didn't really have Christmas uh we didn't get to celebrate Christmas together he went to be with his family in Michigan and I was in Kenya with my family and he kept asking me when when we got back he's like do you want to open your Christmas present right now I was like no I'm just really tired I'm jet-lagged for like four days straight like are you are we doing presents today I'm like no are we doing presents (laughs) like and I had no idea so Finally, I'm like, okay, we can do presents, and I had to, you know, he had some Prosecco, and I was like, yay, Prosecco, love. Um, So, we're, you know, sipping Prosecco and opening presents, and he was like, do you want to open that one then next? And I was like, which one? No, like, just completely clueless, and so eventually, I was like, okay, I'll open this one now, and I opened, and opened, and opened, and I kept opening it, so it was like the Russian doll trick. Um, And I'm telling you guys, I actually thought it was a Sephora gift card because I had asked him for like months. I was like, all I want for Christmas is a Sephora gift card because I wanted to get the Chanel fragrance, the Mademoiselle perfume from there. And I was like, the only way I can get it is if someone gives me a gift card and then I can make the difference. So I kept like hinting. All I want for Christmas is a Sephora gift card. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, here's my Sephora gift card. I get to like buy my Mademoiselle perfume. And I had no idea I was getting something even better. And so um, so I opened the box until all the way down. And it still wasn't, I had no clue. I really didn't. I really was looking for a gift card. <laughs> the mind is so powerful. And so it said, there was a note that said, look at David's hand and like I look at his hand and he has a box with a ring and he says will you marry me babe and I was just like oh I was so shocked I was so not expecting that and I was just you know obviously I started crying and I was like yes and like and before I knew I was like oh my gosh I were engaged <laughs> so it was nice it was cute I was calling the cat we had a a cat at the time and i was like calling the kitty and i'm like kitty i'm engaged you know the cat's just like okay whatever is it feed me right now <laughs> just it was an intimate amazing moment it gives me ghost bumps just thinking about it now um yeah so we were excited and then i think maybe a week or two after we casually just started talking about wedding dates and when not wanted to get married Um, I was kind of nervous in the back of my head because I've heard all these horror stories of, um, people basically getting engaged and then, um, like being engaged forever, like not setting a date or anything like that. So that's, that terrified me. I was like, no, that we're not doing that. We're gonna, we're gonna be engaged and then we're gonna set a date as soon as possible and then lock that down so we're just casually talking and then we decided on x date that i'm not going to share on this podcast until after we get married just to keep some things private for me and people around me that i love and care about um so we decided on that date and it was uh, it's perfect we we were happy with with that decision um obviously we had no idea um that a global pandemic (laughs) would be happening on our wedding here. Uh, But we're remaining optimistic right now. We are um, kind of on the fence as to what we're going to do. So District of Columbia, the stay-at-home orders state that... um, So DC is opening up in phases. So phase one was, I think, only essential services phase two is um basically gatherings of 50 or less so that's kind of where we are right now and then depending on what happens in the next few weeks or months um phase three would be a lot more open but guys i mean there's a pandemic you know we have like riots and protests so who knows, like, it seems numbers in DC are going up. There's so much more happening in the world. So this whole process has given me perspective. One, it's helped me really focus on what's important. And what's important is not so much having like a big lavish wedding. Although there's nothing wrong, if you want that, but then it also kind of underscores um, that there's so much more happening in the world outside of just like one day um and so I've been very composed and very um just content and confident that things will work out as they should and it's totally fine um I the health and safety and um honestly civil rights of like black people they come before me like before our day like they come before those are more important things because they have a longer impact we can always get married like whenever um so we're not one of those couples who's just like okay this is super messed up we're confident it'll be that we are willing to adjust as much as possible um our venue i'm not gonna tell you where it is, like the exact venue but it's basically in virginia and um it is gorgeous we had been looking for a venue for maybe maybe a month. Um I was basically uninformed. I didn't know where to start, what to do. Um I'm kind of like first gen, first generation um in this country. So I don't I didn't really have a a framework as to what to look for in a venue. Um, I did some research online, extensive research online um, and I'd been to one of my really good friends. I'll probably have her on the podcast one day. Her name's Krista. She's amazing. Uh, she had a really gorgeous wedding outdoors. I mean, I her wedding changed my perspective on what a wedding should be. I'd always gone to very, very large weddings, you know, being from Kenya there a thousand people 800 people 1500 people 500 people that you don't know that are at your wedding the food is like not great because you're just having to feed masses of people you're not I it just it always just blew my mind how many people are at weddings people come and go it could be anyone you pick you and your friend and eight other friends and you could just like go to a wedding it's open invitation it's but it's a cultural thing people pride in that your parents are very involved they invite whomever they wish to be there so it has its beauty in its own way and honestly super huge large weddings are usually fun they're just it just depends on what you want as a couple as people um and you know, David and I are were very. We, we have similar values, but then we um, also kind of polar opposites. So he his idea. He's very very private. He's a very private guy, um, yet very outgoing. So he can talk to anyone. He can be friends with anyone. He's easy to talk to and get along with. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm marrying him and but at the same time he's he's very very private and so his idea of a uh wedding of a big wedding is a hundred people it's like that's big for him for me my idea of a big wedding is like a thousand people or like 500 people um and my ideal wedding is like under a hundred you know so honestly, I was like who am I going to invite? Like are we not going to have enough people to come to a wedding <laughs> cuz we're both kind of private people. So we're kind of laid back. Um but yeah, we found about at least 150 to invite. So it was fine. Um <laughs> And so anyway, so back to to our venue. We so we went to see maybe four or five different venues. The first place I went to see I was I was like I'm 100% getting married here. Um for those of you who don't know, like Northern Virginia, like Virginia in general has the most gorgeous wineries and vineyards, gorgeous. Um, within DC, there's just one big one. It's called uh, District Winery. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's um, close to where we're living, like the Navy Yard, so it's on the water. It's basically a, a winery in the city. There are a lot of weddings there. It costs like thirty five thousand dollars to get married there that 's how popular it is, but you still get being in the city, but you get the backdrop of like the water and the and the boardwalk the pier it 's gorgeous um, but that 's not my style that 's not what I was looking for. I wanted something outdoors so Another vineyard that I always went to, I'm trying to remember the first time I went to Stone Tower. It's called Stone Tower Winery. I think. I don't actually remember. I think I went there with. Might have been David's and I first date, one of our first dates, or maybe with friends. But guys, Stone Tower is gorgeous. First of all, it's not too far away from the city. So if you live in the city, it's not too far off. It's maybe exactly 45 minutes. So everything in Northern Virginia takes about 40 minutes to get to, like regardless of where in D.C. you are. So it's like the close, one of the closest ones. It's like 45 minutes to 50 minutes to get there. It is breathtaking. Just the, the views, the scenery is just amazing. Um, I, I fell in love with it. And I think that was the very first uh, outdoor... Vineyard that I went to in this area—it's um, just ama- an amazing experience. So I was like, "This is just nature profound." I was like, "I want to get married here." Well, it's maybe twenty thousand dollars, fifteen 000 to twenty thousand dollars just for the venue. Um, so it was out of—it was really expensive. But I was like, "Maybe we could try and make it work." But we decided to keep looking at other places. So we looked at. Um, another vineyard that was actually more in middle virginia so like an area called Middleburg, um that it was a it was a hike to get to to that vineyard i forget the name of it but it is like the pictures online were just amazing I was like we have to go here and at every vineyard we would like have a glass of wine and see how would our guests feel to be here again that was one of those where it's good if you have like at least 500 people if not a thousand it's designed for like really big weddings same to stone tower they're just not as intimate it's like it's gorgeous outside but then it just feels like a big empty house with like greenery outside it was just different so the one that we ended up picking which i'm not going to tell you the name of until after um it was just so intimate it's we got in david just fell in love with it because they have a cellar. he was like oh i could smoke my cigars here with my guys um it had it just it was just amazing it's the i think they have a max capacity of i think 120 or like 100 people it's very very small um but it has 360 views of the mountains i just it's a french um it's i'm not gonna give you too much information but guys it is gorgeous and the price was right they had a military discount so that means they value um men and women in the armed services which is really important to me because david is in the navy and we were just like yeah we love it we're now very good friends with the owner um you know so we yeah we're we're Facebook friends I you know we're probably now that David's back we're gonna message her and probably have a glass of wine with her um, when you know when we're able to and for me that's so important because in some of these larger vineyards you're not gonna get that so I'm glad we picked out our venue the only thing is after speaking to my friend Krista who whose wedding i went to in colorado which was gorgeous it was outdoors she had her wedding at um like basically on top of a mountain it's just (laughs) she just she did it yeah she did that she had her wedding like on top of a mountain and i the pictures do not do it justice. I have never seen anything as gorgeous as the Colorado, Colorado mountains. And um, it was my first time when I went to her wedding to being in, um, I'd always gone to Colorado, I'd been to Denver a couple of times. I had never been to Durango, which is kind of like five hours from Denver. And that's really where you really see the beauty of of this country. I mean, I always wondered why they called it like America the Beautiful. And when I went to the West Coast, when I went to Durango, Colorado, I was like, wow, this is like God's country. It's gorgeous. And um so anyway, so I asked I actually talked to a few local people and I was like, guys, is I mean, I'm trying to take pictures of these gorgeous mountains, and I, it's hard. And everyone said they're like, yeah. I mean, pictures don't do anything justice. You just like the mountains are basically designed for you to enjoy the scenery with the naked eye. Pictures do not do it justice. So, I was really inspired by that, and I wanted to have a wedding out outdoors um maybe not on a mountaintop <laughs> but it would be somewhere outside um and also had like a very intimate list she, her wedding was probably a lot bigger than what ours would be but then um it just didn't feel like a thousand people so anyway so I say that to go back um to emphasize that our venue has been working with us depending on when dc opens we have to tweak our guest list so we have like kind of like a plan a guest list if we have to do just family and like very few friends at 50 or if we um can do basically everything uh, that we want and we'd probably be at like I think exactly one under 120, which is what the max capacity is for our venue. Um, But the way it's set up, there's like an indoor outdoor, so there are lots of options. I'm not worried about social distancing. This vineyard is like 400 acres, like, we there's a lot of space, (laughs) and um, the way it works is so we hope to start like in the evening and how the vineyard works is that after 6 p.m you have the entire property to yourself you know the main house is locked but like you can enjoy the grounds as much as you like so i i have zero worries about social distancing we have an entire vineyard but it just really depends if the country opens or not and then um if for some reason things change we will delightfully reschedule um and we are happy to do that because we're happy to put the country um the country first as it should be so um in the interim i have been planning uh, fine details so I'm actually planning my wedding, like our wedding. I'm doing all the planning myself. We don't have a wedding planner, but our venue requires that we have a day of coordinator. Um, So I hired someone. She's amazing. Her name's Nicole. Um, And she basically will make sure that everything runs as it should on the day off. So she's hired just for the day uh what she has been doing throughout the process though is like every three months she's been checking with me to make sure that i'm following the checklist um and i also have a checklist as well there's plenty of resources online wedding wire has one that i check every month or so um thenot.com they have one and then our dear coordinator she gave me one as well so um i th- I've been doing pretty well like this has been a way i told david i was like i i'm gonna plan our wedding and i'm gonna do it with so much love because it's gonna be an expression of how much i care about you um so i mean he's paying for the wedding (laughs) but um you know i'm planning everything so i'm just like just give me your checkbook and you know and i basically update him every now and then um it's been interesting because guys don't really uh, they're not like girls like girls are the ones who are like all obsessed about wedding and planning he just wants to know how much so (laughs) you know he wants to be in the loop with like how much i'm going to be spending for like wedding stuff that's all it's in the budget cool good to go you know Whatever. So, the biggest part was like defining the overarching budget in the beginning. So, it was just really hard because we're paying for a wedding ourselves. Like, we're not, our parents aren't helping or anything. We're just kind of doing it as a couple. So, um, or like David's doing it. <laughs> so, uh, making sure that the budget was just right and appropriate was the big thing. And then moving down is just whatever is needed. Um, so, I've been really uh, fortunate to be able to discuss and exchange ideas with um friends and you know I have a few friends whose um daughters will be in my wedding um I am not having a lineup just because I am not a spring chicken and I feel like having a bridal lineup is what you do when you're in your 20s Hey, anyone can do what they want. But like, I just don't have the energy to plan a wedding and then also have to deal with having a bridal party. And I know, I just, I I saw my sister do her wedding and have a bridal party. And it was just, it can get really intense. And I was just like, I don't really i don't want to deal with that i don't want to deal with telling people what to wear what to do with their makeup them showing up or not it's just one more thing and because we're having a more intimate wedding um and it will be like a navy wedding so they just isn't logistically there's no room for me to have a bridal party like i can have kids obviously that's always cute but then as far as like someone like standing by you or whatever it just I don't know how that would work because we already have like basically sailors who we have like a bunch of sailors who will be like our bridal you know party so it just works will work out that way um so you know I'd rather deal with the stress of like getting dresses for kids and like their moms are super involved and it's amazing so that's kind of my thing with the bridal parties. And then um what else about? Yeah, so I'm DIYing my own wedding. So I <laughs> believe it or not, guys, I made all my own centerpieces. I didn't think I would be able to pull it off, but I basically like decor for me was a big thing. So I was like, okay, I'm willing to splurge. this, I'm willing to be super flexible with that part of the budget. So I talked to maybe two or three florists and they all like for me to even get a fraction of what I wanted as far as decor was like maybe $3,000 on the on the on the like cost effective side. So on the cheaper side and the florist ended up kind of like weaseling her way out I think basically what happens with florists I am not speaking for every florist but I think it makes sense to have weddings or brides who are not very picky or particular with decor and flowers because a lot of brides will just want just the basics you know um, a couple of bouquets, a couple of centerpieces, like nothing major, just like here and there things. So if you have that, and even though you're getting paid, say like two, $3,000 a piece, and you have that, and you have say 10 weddings, you you're good. So I felt that she was just like trying to make me settle for things that I just was not wanting. So one big thing that I had talked to her about is like oh what about like a floral arch or what about this and that and she kept trying to make suggestions that were just not in line with what I wanted so I'm like well that's nice it's not what I want and I'm willing to pay for what I want like this is what I want and I just need you to tell me how much it'll cost and she kept like saying changing numbers two or three times and then she just stopped like responding to me so i was like okay bye and she's supposed to be one of the most cost effective ones like in in virginia so everyone else was like basically telling me six seven eight thousand dollars and i'm just like i don't um we don't have it like that (laughs) that's not how we choose to use our wedding money so i did some research on youtube and online and then i just saw these amazing centerpieces for like different things sometimes birthdays sometimes baby showers um yeah and so i just made my own And I'm actually looking at them right now. They are, it's crazy to think that they're done. Like they're done. They're just like here waiting. They're like, yep, just waiting for coronavirus to go away. Uh, And I don't know what I'm going to do with them once, you know, once I'm done. Maybe we'll just keep them for other events. (laughs) Because they can last a lifetime. They're like right here. And then, um, so I'm waiting on other Um, items to come in the mail, you know, obviously with COVID, international shipping from China is a little delayed, um, but I'm waiting for more decor items to come in. And my plan is basically to um, have them done and then just keep them in you know storage until we can use them so that's kind of helped that's me being able to diy a lot of things has helped food and catering have been so so expensive um it's basically per head so i think it's like 90 dollars per head um so yeah weddings are really expensive and that doesn't include um drinks or liquor or anything like that and so we are i i basically got a caterer they were fortunately available during the date that we're wanting so i booked them put down the deposit and then i'm gonna revisit them at a later time um but they're supposed to be really good they're like one of the most more popular ones in this area so uh yeah was happy to get that done as far as uh photography, that was another one. oh my gosh, so expensive so um, this is where knowing other people who have been married before and kind of recently is helpful because I was checking basically I was messaging my friends, and I was like, "Hey, what did you pay for t- for photography? I mean, I hate to ask questions about money, just want to make sure that I'm not completely out of the ballpark, and given that I'm in washington d c everything is like 50 times more expensive because of the area um but i just wanted to make sure that i'm not like paying two or three times the price if i don't need to be paying that so photography was really expensive um but she did give us a military discount um her husband's in the navy as well so she was like okay i'll give you like a 10 a 20 percent discount which was really really nice and then um she also does a uh complimentary photo shoot for engagement photos so um david and i never got our official engagement photos done we um we just had <laughs> we just had our neighbor take our pictures um one day it was snowing out and we just went outside like the backyard and she took like 10 pictures of us and i have one of those pictures kind of framed in the house they're actually really cute because they're like in the snow oh it's heartwarming it's just warming seeing them like she did a good job it's just like on an iphone so this will be a nice um time for us to actually get pictures out we um are thinking maybe do it like around the capital um the mall again right now there are protests in DC um so I don't know we're scheduled to take our pictures in two weeks and so it just really depends on what is going on um in the country as far as uh the political situation if there's still protests obviously like we're not we can't really you know have our pictures taken um but if things have settled then uh we can at least have our pictures taken at the Capitol, uh which is maybe a 30 minute walk from our house um about maybe six to ten minutes if we drive i just it's gorgeous out there they have all this like gorgeous scenery and like water spaces with ducks and everything it's just i love it i walk there all the time to get um croissants and bagels um and feed the ducks uh that are living there and so that's something i've really kind of missed doing since D.C. is kind of like in turmoil, but once things settle down, I'm sure I'll be able to walk back there and look out for my ducks and make sure that um, they're still there, you know, and that they're still alive. Hopefully, you know, people don't disrespect the water um, and pollute it or anything because it's really just, there's a lot of wildlife out there and that's important to me. So anyway, And then as far as other elements of the wedding, um, my dress is still in production. So I'm hoping that that comes in on time. So I picked out my dress. That was really hard for me because I'm really short. So I am 5'2". And like no one told me that it is like a nightmare (laughs) to... Um, get a dress if you are short. So nothing I felt looked good on me. I've also struggled a little bit with um, some body image issues, some weight issues, and so I felt I just did not like the way a lot of dresses fit. Um, I'm not going to give away exactly what my dress is, but it's not like a fit and flair. You know, those like the ones that kind of like show your curves and, you know, they look gorgeous on every everyone else but me. I they just it was so hard getting a dress, guys. So um, I finally picked one. I kept going back to it and I think it it'll look good on me regardless of what my body looks like um by the time we're getting married um but i have kind of struggled with some body image issues i'm trying to do my best to do better to be more positive but i am just being transparent in saying that that's just been an era that has been a struggle for me for um the last few years really but dress is done and then uh what else uh yeah so everything else we have our officiants uh i'm catholic david's jewish so we're doing like an interfaith wedding so we have our officiants for that um and so wedding planning has been taking up a lot of my time (laughs) i have an entire like i have a computer that i got um to just basically break everything down and so uh i want to say right now i'm kind of on cruise mode the first few months were like really hectic now i'm on i'm on cruise mode i'm basically writing vendor's checks every now and then so every month i kind of look in i'm like okay who needs to be paid what installment is due and then i i cut out the check make sure i'm up to date with all of that stuff um i finally got my person that's gonna do my hair and my makeup um yeah i mean dj so we pretty much have all our vendors we're just waiting on whether or not the country opens fully or if we need to kind of change things so yeah that is what has been going on with wedding stuff i'm really excited um and we're patient, we're hopeful, um, and we cannot wait to um, say our vows. And under uh, under God, I'm a Christian, so I, I'm strong in my faith. And um, yeah, make that known to our friends and family. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being patient. I know this has been really long, but I did want to share that um, wedding planning has been so amazing for me and I will share more details as time goes by. Thanks and I hope you all are doing well. Please stay safe and I can't wait to chat with you all um, during episode 3 of the Things I Love podcast um and we will be chatting about skincare